Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. I'm Paul Arnold, your host, at least for tonight. We have different people hosting the show. We like to talk sports, culture, and just some weird things sometimes, whatever uh, we are interested in. And so we're hopeful you're interested in sports. And man, it's a great time to be a sports fan in general. We just finished the college football playoff. We'll talk about Alabama. We may talk about that school down south of Michigan just a little bit. Uh, we'll talk about NHL. No, I was about to say NHL. They're just starting, but I was really... No, 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 no. NFL, The Shield. We'll talk about the playoffs there. And then we'll talk about New Year's resolutions. Those are the things that you say you're going to do, and then two days later you just say, ah, forget it. It's not worth it. But we'll say some of our favorite sports stars, what they should have resolutions about. Because isn't that the case? We always think other people need to improve. But don't look at us, right? All right, guys, before we get started, our... Opening topic is Super Bowl halftime performers. This Super Bowl will be the weekend. And yes, it is not spelled like the normal weekend. And the gentleman who sings doesn't sing a lot about his face. Oh, yeah, he does sing a lot about his face, doesn't he? I can't feel my face when I'm around you. All right, guys, what is your favorite halftime performer ever in the Super Bowl? Ernest. As much as I love Tom Petty and love Bruce Springsteen, truly, truly, big fans of both of them, the late, great Tom Petty. I thought Prince in Miami did the best job. That was the Super Bowl Colts versus the Bears in the rain. Was it Purple Rain? No, well, he did Purple Rain. He also did a cover of a Dave Grohl song, uh, of the Foo Fighters song, The Best, which is one of the best guitar solos i ever heard i mean there's the uh story i don't know if it's true or not i asked eric clapton once what's it feel like to be the greatest guitarist of all time and he said i don't know i asked prince it was just it was a great performance so that was my favorite was was prince in that super bowl i thought you were going to say rolling stones man stones did good i love the stones too but if, if you're actually talking about electric performance it was the late great prince Nate, well, you don't I, say uh, up with people. I was going to say Super Bowl one and two. Wait, who was the Super Bowl one and two? They even have Super Bowl one and two was up with people, which was these these young people that would dress up in plaid and khakis and sing uplifting songs like "This land is your land, this land is my land." That was the Super Bowl, and Carol Channing was the Super Bowl entertainment for Super Bowl three. Being the only one of us who actually watched all 50. All right, Ernest. Okay, stop. Any all references right, to Carol Channing, you're done. I'm supposed to say. <laughs> yeah, don't uh, stop. I'm stalling long enough for Nate to come up with something. Go ahead. I got one. I mean, obviously, I know Ernest, one that Ernest and I both didn't say, but we know is the number one is Janet Jackson. We know. Ding, ding, know ding. That. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> we know that one, but I what think. What a ripoff. <laughs> Perfect, Ernest. Um, I think obviously we're talking about our second favorites, obviously. Um, I liked, I liked Tom Petty, like Ernest said, I, I liked Tom Petty. It was like what free falling, living down a dream, running down a dream, um, won't back down. So th- those are some really cool ones. I think that was what, 2008, maybe, Yeah. maybe nine. I'm not sure. Um, I think that was probably my, my favorite. There was the other one that had like Britney Spears and NSYNC and blah, blah. Like, I think that was really popular with, with the age demographic that time. Um, but no, I, I I like I think I like Tom Petty. Probably. Wow, you guys agree already, and it's only like five minutes into the show. Amazing. 
I was going to say Michael Jackson just because I was in college and he was just amazing, uh, his songs at that point. That was before we knew a lot about him. And just the whole idea of him being in two places at the same time in the stadium and he did some fun things. And I mean, Billie Jean, come on now. Just a great song. Anyways, here we go to sports. Last night, Alabama, roll tide, rolled over Ohio State. Justin Fields may have been injured, but that probably didn't matter really because Devontae Smith just dominated. Um, some people may say this is the best Alabama team to win a national championship. Ernest, do you agree with that? Oh, no. Oh, no. You know, and a lot of Ohio State fans right now are also saying, well, if we only had Trey Sermon for the entire game. Yeah, he didn't play defense, okay? You scored 24, be happy with that, but you gave up 52. No, I mean, no. Defensively, this is not one of Alabama's better defensive teams. Offensively, yeah. I mean, it reminded me of the Nebraska teams in the 90s. You know, the one that rolled up 57 on Florida. I mean, it was it, really, you, you got disappointed when they had a series and they didn't score a touchdown. So offensively, yeah, top five all time. But defensively, no. This was a mediocre defensive team that, that really didn't have the the big uglies on the front defensive line, didn't have the stellar linebackers. And only, I mean, they've only got one first-round draft pick on defense. That's uh, certain at cornerback. So, no, not all-time great. Uh, top 20, yeah, but not all-time great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nate, what did you think? I think, yeah, I think they're, I think, gosh, I have to agree again with Ernest. Um, I I, I think their offense was, I mean, I think what they lost to one of their top receivers when the season started, right? Mm -hmm. To a, to this, he lost, he was lost for the season. He came back, came back for this, this game, but he wasn't a hundred percent. Yeah. But I mean, we didn't have, they didn't have him all season, but I mean, that was, that was ridiculous. Obviously you have the Heisman trophy winner. Um, I don't know if I'm sold on, what is it? Mac Jones is the, the quarterback. I'm not sold. Not, I'm not sure if I'm sold on him. I'm trying to think of the last Alabama quarterback pocket passer that was um, really successful in the NFL, Ernest. You might know that one. <laughs> Ken Stabler. Joe Namath. So, I mean. Well, Stabler and, was after Namath, so we'll go with Ken Stabler. On that, on that point, the same thing with Ohio State. I think I was having this discussion with somebody else. Is I can't remember the last time an Ohio State quarterback success, was successful in the NFL. I think we're talking about Haskins getting um, – Arch Leister. Oh, wow. I mean, these guys are part of the system. They're in such a great system in college that's set up to succeed. And then when they get to the NFL, they just don't have it. So it's hard to know how good a quarterback really is. Um, you get them out of that system, how they're going to be. Obviously, they're good in high school because obviously they're getting a scholarship to play on these big programs. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. So I'm not really sold on him. But it doesn't mean he's not a fantastic quarterback in the system uh, for Alabama this year. So I, I would say I agree with Ernest, I don't think the defense was anything special this year, but I don't think it needed to be. It could have been an average Alabama defense for what they were doing on offense. I don't, I don't think it really mattered. Okay. Uh, so what if, yeah, what if they Trent played Hill. Clemson? If would the score been the same, Nate? If they played Clemson, I think so. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think Clemson. I think they kind of showed um, that the ACC was not as strong as people thought that that was this year. And then, you know, Ohio State did a number on them. I mean, I was I was impressed with Ohio State, which I hate to say, but I was impressed with them over Clemson. I didn't I didn't even think that was going to be possible. Um, I thought Clemson would roll Ohio State because they only played what six games, which I thought was ridiculous. But they they proved me wrong. I mean, they they eat my words. They made it all the way to the championship. Now, I don't know if anybody out there could have beaten Alabama. 
you know, Clemson showed they couldn't beat Ohio State, so Clemson doesn't deserve there. Notre Dame was terrible, and they, they gave Alabama the best shot, and obviously we saw how that went. Um, so I don't know that there was a team out there that could have beaten Alabama this year. So I don't think it matters who else was in the playoff because it wasn't going to matter who was going to beat Alabama. The Dolphins, maybe. Yeah, oh, even. No, no, college and pros. That's the bet. Alabama would lose by four touchdowns to the Jets, really. I mean, there's that much difference. You're, you're talking best to the best. But I do have a statistic throw on both of you. Okay. Stat of this the day. Is the seventh year. Stat of the day. Yes. This we can use that now because Levitard's no longer with ESPN. No, no, no. It's Dan uh, Patrick. Is stat of the stat of the oh, day. He stole stat it from Levitard. <laughs> this is the seventh year of the college football playoff in this structure. So there's been 21 games. Out of those 21 games, how many have been won by either Alabama, Clemson, or Ohio State? Total. Seventeen. He must have heard. He must have heard. <laughs> That's a total guess. Is that right? He won. Yeah, hey. Oh, call Las Vegas, 21. man. I mean, That's you think how many championships did we have that was Clemson versus Alabama? I think it was getting to the point where it was kind of annoying. I mean, I don't know if, Paul, I'm not sure if you can talk about this or not, but how many people watched last night or didn't care? I, I didn't want to see Alabama win, and I do not like Ohio State. So I really – I watched it because I like to watch college football, but I was not – excited either way because either team i just and i i think if i had to pick one i'd pick alabama but that's only but i think we all have figured out that we don't like alabama because they win so much right like that's why we don't like alabama it's personal with ohio state and then obviously when i got married into the michigan family that that dislike for ohio state just grew even more but alabama i think I really don't have anything against Alabama except that i think i'm just sick of them always being in it always winning i i don't have that for clemson yet um I don't know. I, I don't know. Where, yeah, where I, I didn't watch it. I just watched the text messaging between all you guys telling me, like <laughs> Ernest said, at halftime, Paul, you can go to bed now. Nothing's going to happen. Um, Ernest, what do you think? Were the, did you see the numbers, the ratings from last night? Oh, they were lower. But then again, they were lower for the two semifinals also. I mean, all, all ratings are gone down because people are streaming and, and, you know, they can look at it later. If it's interesting... They can watch it later. That's that's just nature of the beast these days. They're lower. And again, there is the familiarity. I think people are tired of the same. I mean, we know who three of the four teams will be next year. We know it's going to be Clemson. We know it's going to be Alabama. It's most likely going to be Ohio State because they're going to go undefeated to the Big Ten again. And then you're looking at who's going to be that other, which will probably be Oklahoma. Yeah, you know, I mean that's we've already picked your final four for next year. I'm going to wait to December to find that out. I mean, it's it's until they do structure things differently, and the only way you can ever change this is because you know, we saw it last night. Alabama has third stringers who come on the field who've been starting for 95 percent of the other teams. Guys go to Alabama because they know they're going to get in the pros, and that's they're always unless you structure scholarships in a way like a sliding scale based on your record, we're going to see these same schools over and over and over again until Saban retires, which probably never will. Why would he? You know, it's, it's again, these guys who are setting those jobs, it doesn't even, Ohio State changed coaches and we still see them in there. Nothing really changed. So it's a good question, system versus coaching, but you need both, don't you? I mean, because Alabama had a few coaches that were not 
I think Shula, what was Shula's name? Mike Shula was there for a while and he didn't get the job done. Uh, it's, it depends. There's a structure in Alabama because they've had so much turnover in coaching staff. The only consistency you've had is who's at the top. Uh, Ohio State, they've got a, they've got a structure where they're going to win that conference. They're going to be the final four. No, I think it's the recruiting. Those two programs just dominate all the recruiting. And locally, they did a uh, story about Najee Harris that was all set to come to Michigan. They had actually enrolled him into coming early, has name tag ready, and the last second he bailed to Alabama. And basically he said it's a better chance to get an NFL. And that's the edge he has down there and the facilities and who knows what else, right? Well, Alabama gets SEC allows you to gray shirt, which basically um, allows you to over recruit. For example, you gray shirt. Let's say you have twenty scholarships open this year. A lot more than that, but just for the sake of argument. Well, they recruit forty guys and they offer two forty guys and they bring forty guys in. They give twenty of them scholarships. The other twenty, they find academic scholarships and bring them in as non-scholarship athletes. So they get guys who were recruited who are three-star and four-star to come in to know that we'll get in. Look at Alvin Kamara. Do you remember Alvin Kamara playing for Alabama? No. He never got on the field. Now he's one of the top five backs in the NFL. That's the depth of the talent that they have. And this year they were caught a break because the SEC was down. The SEC was not as talented. LSU was down. Texas A&M was probably the only real threat, and they beat them by three touchdowns. But they only played. But they only played SEC this year, which That's is it. impressive. They didn't have the cupcakes that they usually do. That's true. Well, Ohio State had the same advantage. Clemson had the same advantage. I mean, all the schools had that. Clemson did play one out of conference game, but it's it. This is not going to change. I mean, they've already, I've already seen the top twenty for next year, which is Clemson number one. Alabama number two. Now they've got Ohio State five or six. Carolina seven. Yay, Tar Heels. And they got, you know, uh, number three is Oklahoma. And I think Notre Dame is 15th or 14th. Yeah, they're, they're mid. I saw that. I think the Raging Cajuns were 19 on that list. If we're looking at the same list, which I was impressed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Coastal, was, Coastal Carolina was yeah, 20. Coastal Carolina was on that. Unless you, you tie in something. I would like to see academics tied into the number of the scholarships they offer. If you graduate more guys, you get a higher percentage of scholarships. Uh, but they're not going to do that because no. this is money. This is big money. We're back to that again. Do you guys like college football now as much as you did three years ago? I like the regular season as much. I think I, I like the regular playoffs. season. I, I, yeah. I, I just, I'm not as excited about the playoff. I mean, this year Notre Dame was in it, which obviously is my team. And I was somewhat excited about that, but not really because I knew we were going to get smoked against Alabama. Um, I thought I honestly, I kind of thought it was going to be Alabama versus Clemson for what the fourth or fifth year um, out of the playoff, which is kind of annoying. Like there isn't a team like you need. I don't really think I get that excited. It's like almost like with the Yankees in the 90s or the early 2000s where you didn't really get excited about the Major League Baseball playoffs until the Yankees were out because then you knew what the Yankees weren't going to be in the World Series and it was going to be somebody else. Right. Um, I think like that's that's the way it is for me in college football. If there's a playoff that doesn't have Ohio State, Clemson or Alabama, I'm going to be excited for it, even if my team's in it or not, because it's going to be four completely different teams and we're not used to. 
Um, I'd be excited about that, but I, I'm with Ernest. I, I've just been excited about the regular season at this point. I'd rather Notre Dame not make the playoff. And unless they're just supremely talented, which I haven't seen yet, um, I'd like to see them in like a Fiesta Bowl or a, you know, a, a, a big New Year's Bowl, but not the playoff. Cause then they can, that's a game they could potentially win as long as Brian Kelly's not coaching them. Um, that's a game that they would win and I can in- enjoy the rest of my off season about my team, but at the playoff, it's just, I don't know. It's just not, it's just not exciting. For it's me not American. Teams. The American dream is if you work hard enough, you can achieve anything, but that's not true in NCAA football. It really isn't. There's no way you can win at all. And so that's why they keep on putting out the idea that maybe they need to change it up. But the NCAA as an organization is so weak as Ernest keeps pointing out about money they're not going to change anything, and definitely not this year. I mean, there's talk about the Power no, no. Five going off by themselves even. So I do enjoy the regular season. I enjoy having fun with my family and friends talking about it. But the playoffs, you know, you just almost know what's going to happen, and you just sort of go, not again. You know, it's, it's discouraging. It's and the rivalries. This is the only sport, would you both agree with me, the only sport where the regular season – is more exciting than the playoffs. Every other sport, we like go through the dredges of the regular season just to get to the playoffs. Baseball, we wait NBA. for the playoffs. Football, we wait. NBA, we wait for this. NHL, all of them, we wait for the playoffs. This is the only sport where the inverse is true, where we get excited about the rivalries, the regular season, but when the playoffs get there, it's meh, meh. I think, I think there's one exception, and that's March Madness. Well, that's college that's again, too. But I don't March think- Madness, we get more excited about it than we do the regular season. Tell me, I, the number one sport, number who's the number two team right now in college basketball? I have no idea. Kentucky. Who number who number one is Kentucky's not even rated. Kentucky, I think, was one, but then they had COVID, so I don't know. They're still number one. Who's number two? Baylor. Baylor. Yeah, Baylor. I mean, but I'm saying I don't think a lot of people care about the regular season when it comes to college basketball, right? Like, right, like. Pay- when they have the conference tournaments and then it goes right into March Madness and then everybody picks their brackets and everybody's really excited about that. You're always rooting for the Cinderella team or you're always rooting for the underdog. I think that's a playoff that everybody gets excited. People that don't know anything about the sport get excited about it because everybody fills out their bracket. Um, NBA is true. It's the same about baseball. It's every other sport but college football. It truly is. We, get a, we pay attention, but when we get to playoffs – then we ramp up the interest. Then we watch every night. Playoffs? We might as well Playoffs. transition to NFL now since you went playoffs. Yes, yes. <laughs> Definitely. Again, something we're excited about. <laughs> um, I did watch every NFL playoff game this weekend because um, I had the free time to do so. And I enjoyed every one almost. Um, I was shocked by one game. I'll let you guys guess. Nate, which game was I shocked by? Cleveland Steelers. Yes. Give Why? That. I told the first you this was happen. First time a team has ever scored 28 points in the first quarter of a playoff game in NFL playoff history. How's that for a statistic for you, Ernest? Boom. I was going to throw name the seven college coaches of one national championship. Let me save <laughs> another, another podcast, but go ahead. Well, no, uh, Ernest, hey, given hey, his due, had, last week I said that uh, – the Steelers were going to take care of it. And I said the Redskins were going to, uh, oops, excuse me, Washington Football Club, <laughs> were going to do upset. I was totally wrong. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers just looked like they were just going downhill, and their coach said they were dying on the vine. 
they got to do some major changes there. And Ernest, will Big Ben be back? I talked to a couple Steeler fans today, and they said they certainly hope not. Uh, they said they could. They thought they didn't know when he got possessed by the spirit of Philip Rivers. Uh, <laughs> Did he have more kids? I mean, yeah, I was going to say it must have been his twelfth kid. You know, they couldn't. They hadn't been able to run the ball since the first month of the season, and, and that's playoffs. Is you're going to have to be able to run the ball and have a stout defense. They had so many injuries on defense. I wasn't entirely surprised. It just goes to show that head coaches are overrated because Stanavsky was uh, set aside with COVID, so they brought in the old special teams coach from the Vikings. And uh, Alex Van Pelt, who used to be a quarterback with the Giants, was calling the plays. And, and practices are overrated, too. You look at what Cleveland did without practice and with uh, the head coach. I, and I, I, the degree that they won by surprised me. But there's some internal problems, and you kind of wonder. They keep blaming everyone who leaves the team. Now it's Juju Smith. Oh, Juju Smith is causing problems because he's dancing at midfield. Uh, there seems to be bigger problems. But you think about it. Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown are still in the playoffs on oh. playoff teams. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're not. But, I mean, granted, and now they say Juju is a problem. Well, you think about it. Look look what he's doing. He's doing those TikTok videos at the beginning of the game. Like, you know, honestly, like, just shut up and play. Honestly, like, you're a great <laughs> player. It's your playoffs. Focus on the playoffs. Don't be having all these other distractions, right? Regular season, fine. I get that a little bit. But it's playoff. You got to kick into playoff mode, right? Like, he, you got to focus on on the playoffs. There's, there's one goal, and that's to win a championship. Regular season games, you can win a couple here or there when you're the Steelers, right? Because you're, you're probably going to make the playoffs. But come on, you, you can't be you can't be talking about the Browns. Oh, the Browns are blah blah blah. Just say, hey, look, just just use the company line, right? Like, it's, you know, Browns are a great team. They made the playoffs. We're gonna we're not gonna take them for granted. We're gonna try to you know win the game and blah blah. Like, just you know, I know it's boring. I know it's vanilla, but that's what you got to do. You got to focus on it and not try to give the uh, give the other team some you know you wait bulletin, you, bulletin board material. Yeah, you wait to beat the other team. Do like the Ravens did. Because in the regular season, the Titans danced all over the midfield and signia of the Ravens, yep. and they waited till they beat them at home, and they said, "Okay, now we're going to do the dance." Right. That, right. that you got plenty you of time after. to rub it in their face afterwards. Yep. Oh, I miss the days of Terrell Owens. Remember, Terrell Owens was the first guy to really go on the logo on Dallas. He was playing for San Francisco, and somebody came out and just leveled him before the game. Started. That's gone. We don't have that anymore. And by the way, random thought: Is brown the worst color any sports sporting teams can have? Sorry, David. I know you're listening, but it's orange. Padres, right? yeah. Their helmet is orange. It's not brown. I know, but they have brown trim, and oh, brown just looks uh, like. Anyways, well, you know who it was named? Tomb was named. I know Paul Brown. Yeah, the old coach. So had nothing to do about the color itself or the. You know, they went with the little brownie for a while for an insignia. Like a pixie-looking looking guy. Yeah. <laughs> pixie-looking guy. They went with that for a while. Yeah, we, but it's, it's – Do you guys think – I was going to say, do you guys think with Pittsburgh the week before the playoff, they rested a lot of guys. Ben didn't play. They had, you know, Rudolph, you know, Rudolph and quarterback. You think that messed them up? You think that just had them, like, just not prepared or just not so as sharp are. going into the playoff? Irony was if they won that game, uh, the Browns wouldn't have been in playoffs. Right. So oh. they shot themselves in the foot. That what that resting thing. Who would have gone in, Ernest? Never if they, that if well. they... uh, who would have gone in? 
uh, Dolphins. Dolphins, okay. Dolphins would have been in. So, so they kind of shot themselves in the foot there in that respect. Well, talking about I, somebody I, who, who shoots himself in the foot, I, you guys mentioned earlier who's still in the playoffs. Nate did. Antonio Brown, how much sedatives is he on right now to be playing for the Buccaneers? And, I mean, he caught a touchdown pass. Tommy Brady uh, did well again. And so now we have the old man bowl. If you haven't seen that graphic, folks, uh, Tom Brady. AARP bowl. Yeah, the AARP It was History pretty History Channel. I love that History Channel <laughs> is sponsoring it. Yeah, so, you know, I thought Tampa Bay looked good at times, but I don't think they looked great. New Orleans definitely didn't look good, but they were playing a great defense in the Bears. So I think i got to give the edge to the Saints on this game, but I'm not feeling really convinced right now because of how they look sluggish in offense. And I, I feel like Breeze is just – done i don't i hate to say that nate i know you like him you met him nate do you think he's done uh i don't know i I don't know that if he's got enough if he wins this game i don't know that he can win the next i really want him to i'd love to see him go out with a super bowl ring tom you know tom brady you know he's got a ring bruce arians oh he does i love has a ring um you know where you know drew Brees has a ring like i don't know it's i don't know i really want him to do it but I, I, you're right. I think there's just a little bit. He's just a little bit off. Um, like I said, I think he could win one game, but I think putting multiple games back to back to back, I just don't know if that's going to work out. But you know, could, same could be said for Brady at this point. I mean, he's still looked good, but you know, can he put it together for a few games, or is he going to, you know, come out flat one game where his his arm just isn't responding to it? I don't know. I I don't. Know, I think from the AF, NFC perspective, the winner of this game is who I, I want to come out of the NFC. Um, but I guess if I had to pick one, I'm only picking this just because history I don't feel like is on the Saints' side. I feel like Tampa Bay is going to win just because the Saints just seem to have bad luck in the playoffs. One play doesn't go – so many plays just don't don't go their way. A call doesn't go their way. You know, they had the ridiculous play um, at the last second against Minnesota, right? So, I don't know. I'll, I'll take – I think I'll take the Bucks in this one. You know, the NFL messed up by scheduling this at, at – uh... Seven o'clock because they should have scheduled at one o'clock so both quarterbacks could get the early word special in by going <laughs> to Denny's. Uh, I always go with the team best running attack and the best defense. As difficult it is to beat a team three times, uh, you don't know if Ronald Jones is, is going to be able to play for Tampa Bay. Fournette doesn't really show me anything. I like Kamara. I like the defense of the Saints a lot better. They get Hendrickson back. They bring the pressure. I like their defensive backfield back. I'm going to go with the Saints. I just It doesn't matter because both teams are going to lose the Packers the next week. But mm. I'm going to go with the Saints. <laughs> well, that leads to the next question. I was surprised how poor Seattle played. And today they let go of their offensive coordinator. Um, you just keep on looking at that offense thinking they should be better. But it, I think it's an old adage, if you don't have the players up front, it doesn't matter how good you know, Russell Wilson can scramble. He needs time to hit those receivers. So now Los Angeles goes up to Green Bay or goes over to Green Bay, where it will probably be about 20 degrees, and everything says they will lose to Green Bay. Do you think that's true, Ernest? I love watching Aaron Donald play. He is a dominant defensive player. You heard player. his ribs, though, man. Hurt his ribs. He's able to do some things from the interior line that we used to see Reggie White do at defensive end and LT do as a stand-up defensive end. Love their defense. Uh, I just don't trust their quarterback with a broken thumb. 
I just, you know, I like the rushing attack, but I think Green Bay will win. I don't think it'll be close. I agree. Nate, you agree too? You know what? I'm. We got to pick an upset here or there. I'm going to say the Rams upset. Oh. I think it's not necessarily golf. I think it's a combination of golf and Walford. Mix it up. And I think that's going to throw off the Packers defense a little bit. And I think Aaron Rodgers just, just doesn't have his game. I think he's got that week off and he should be ready to go, but I think he's just going to be off. So that's, that's going to be my upset right there. I'll take the Rams over it. Like you said, Ernest, I love watching Aaron Donald play. Um, he's, He's just amazing, so I, I hope he can play. But you know what? It's going to be so cold. He probably can't even feel the pain of his rib anyway. So and he's he's a tough guy. He'll 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 stick it out. Um, if I, I think of all the picks, that's that's going to be my upset. So the right weekend there. can't feel his face, but Donald won't feel his ribs. Is that what you're saying? Right. You can I can I get in my soapbox for just a second? How big is your soapbox? It's not that big. Is it like Costco size or size? Real, Sam's, real fast, Sam's like, club size? real quick, like won't take long. Okay. Small size. <laughs> you got Walford playing for the, the Rams or started the game last week, and he played in the AAF. And you've got uh, Taylor Heineke, who played for WTF. Uh, it's WFT, I know. Uh, <laughs> who played in the XFL for the uh, St. Louis franchise. And I think, again, this, this shows the need for a developmental spring league to get these quarterbacks in. XFL, to, to baby. That's XFL comes back in 2022. The Rock. Hopefully, if the Rock and his ex-wife brings it back. But I, I do think on a smaller scale to use these things to, to help quarterbacks mature and be able to develop to play in the NFL. That's, that's why we need – those are two good examples. And of Kurt Warner, same deal, right? Uh, arena football, and he played NFL Europe. Yeah. And, you know, the, the smaller we, you look at the quarterbacks from the smaller school, as he talks about the next game we'll talk about. Uh, when you got the hottest quarterback uh, around from Wyoming University, Mr. Allen, going against the, the second hottest quarterback from Louisville, not exactly uh, top five teams in the, in the NCAA polls. That was my cue, Paul. To I go. To. Well, the oh, last well. playoff game <laughs> Ernest is so obviously pointing out for us. Thank you, Ernest. Is Baltimore at Buffalo? I say at again because this is the time of year when Buffalo, if they don't have snow on a day, that's unusual, and they will push it away. And I always think of snow in New England when they had the guy come out with the snowblower to clear off a spot. Uh, so they could kick a field goal. Uh, snow brings out a lot of different things, and they got the sticky gloves now. I get it. The big question is, can Jackson, the quarterback in Baltimore, win his second playoff game? Has Baltimore found enough juice in their defense to stop Buffalo? And Buffalo seems to be rolling. I think, they, to me, they've got at least to be a seven-point favorite to keep on going. So I'm going to say Buffalo by seven. Allen, I just don't know if I fully trust him quite yet. He's gotten wiser, a little smarter. I like his enthusiasm. He reminds me of Brett Farr up there, the way he smiles and likes to have a little fun and jaws at the other players. So I like that part of him. What do you think, Nate? I like Buffalo. Um, I think Lamar. I think Lamar is going to have a good game, but I think Buffalo is going to prevail. I think you know the cold weather benefits uh, Buffalo. I think Allen um, he can do both, um, throw and run the ball a little bit. I think that that they've got you know single. I mean they have Singletary. They lost Moss, but um, I think they just signed who they just signed um, Freeman. They just signed Freeman, so that you know they've got another back back there. I like Diggs. I I, I don't know if Baltimore is going to do that well in that cold of weather. 
Um, I don't think Lamar is going to have a bad game. I don't think it's going to be on him. I just don't think it's going to work. I think Buffalo is going to going to win this one, which is great for them because this is they just got their first playoff win in 25 years. Um, I can tell you, I used to be a huge Bills fan before the Cardinals were relevant in Arizona, so I was really excited to see it. I can remember the last time they won the game. Why did you uh, pick them to root so. for? I'm sorry. Why did you pick them to root for? Honestly, because when I was a kid, they were always on TV. The Cardinals were so bad that they were blacked out for half their games, which were their home games, because they wouldn't sell out. Ah. And um, Buffalo was always on. So I just I got to follow that team. Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, uh, Don Beebe, all those guys. Um, Bruce even Scott Smith. Norwood. But Bruce Smith, who um, there was a last. Yeah, there is a whole whole slew of those guys. So I just became a huge Bills fan for that, which was a tough four years and going back to school. The day after the Super Bowl, four years in a row, that was that was tough. <laughs> yes. uh, but I, I've always had a spot for the, uh, the Bills. Bills are my AFC team. Cardinals are my NFC team. Um, but I, I like I like Buffalo. The, the fans deserve it. Uh, I actually, now that I live in Connecticut, I've met a few more Bills fans. Really excited for them. I got to hang out with a couple of them. We did an outside fire pit thing. We had a TV brought out, so we were all outside watching it, just watching some of those Bills fans. Just so thrilled, so excited. They were nervous at the end, but they were. Just so happy. This guy was like, I, last time they won a playoff game, I was 12. Like, just, you know, they, they were almost on the verge of tears. It was so great. So, I, you know, I love to see that. Um, so, anyway, I'm rooting for Bills. Did for you have wings reasons. at this party? They did, and we didn't break any tables, which was kind of them. <laughs> uh, but, no, I, I, like, I like Buffalo. I don't think Lamar, like I said, I don't think Lamar's having a bad game. But I think Buffalo's prevailing. Ernest, you're still there. Ravens. Go with a team with the best rushing attack, J.K. Dobbins. Jackson doesn't have to throw. He can just run the ball. Uh, I like their defense better than Buffalo's. Remember now, if Frank Wright goes for the field goal instead of the touchdown at the end of the first half, if their kicker doesn't double-doink off the goalpost, they take that game. Yeah. They, they beat them. So, that, you know, it wasn't a blowout win. I just think the Ravens are hot at the right time. I like the rushing attack. I like their defense. I think the Ravens are going to pull the upset. And it wouldn't have anything to do that you've been a lifelong Baltimore sports fan, right? Nothing to do with that. <laughs> no, no, not really. I mean, I just at this time, I I think that's uh, that's the, the formula I'm fitting in here. Now we got one more game to pick, Paul. Yeah, I was going to say, Paul, you said the last. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, I, I misspoke, but I got I just like that double doink. I think that should be our word of the night: double doink. I wonder who first came up with double doink. Wasn't oh, that? You know, that's Madden. Game? That's Madden. Yeah, that's the. That's John Madden was the first one to doink off the goalpost. Yeah. Well, the, was little, the double doink against the uh, was it the Eagles and the, the Eagles Bears. and the Bears? Yes. Um, mm. Yeah. What else could you use that word for in life? Double doink. <laughs> in a clean, do something in a clean stupid way. twice in a row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gotta keep it clean. Okay, Cleveland versus Kansas City. Um, I think this is a no-brainer, but. If I see one more Baker Mayfield commercial, I'll think I'll throw up. I'm just so so beyond it, and I know but that you're okay with the Patrick Mahomes State Farm. Yes, yes, I love sta- anything or State Aaron Farm. Rogers. Or the Aaron Rodgers. Well, I think that's. I think we can agree. We don't want that Super Bowl of the just, Chiefs and Packers just uh, for this sole reason that State Farm would just be everywhere. Am I the only Super one that every time State Farm? Every time I see Aaron Rodgers, am I the only one that thinks of Danica Patrick and what happened? Am I the only Danica? one that thinks that? No. I'm no longer. I think of Olivia Munn. Yeah, that was the girlfriend before that. Yeah. Anyway, so Cleveland versus Kansas City. Mahomes, come on, he's had a week rest. 
Andy Reid's had another week to prepare. Um, they're going to roll. I think Cleveland's going to just not do well at all. That's what I think. What do you think, Ernest? Yeah, they won. They won their Super Bowl. They beat Pittsburgh. They're going to be flat as a pancake. Yeah, they. they I don't see them getting emotionally as high for this game. So yeah, Kansas City. Uh, Cle- yeah, I think Cleveland spent its its powder. It's, it's pixie dust. It's it's done. I think. Uh, <laughs> I think maybe they'll keep it close in the first quarter and just yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna be able to keep up. Mahomes is gonna have a fun fun field day. I would I would predict Mahomes is out of the game at the start of the fourth quarter. Did, wow, did, by nice. chance, did y'all uh, see the story about Jared Velder? Who? Jared Velder. Jared Velder played guard for the Colts in the Buffalo game. And since he's playing for two different teams, right? Yeah, he's he's playing for the Packers. He signed with the Packers today. He'll be the first player ever to play for two different teams in the 50 plus years or ever in the NFL to play for two separate teams in the playoffs. Now, Paul's going to say, How can he do that? Hey, money. You've taught me, Ernest. It's always money. No, no. See, he was on the Colts practice squad and was brought up for this playoff game. Any player on a practice squad team, even if that team is no longer playing, can be claimed by another team, even in the playoffs. This is the first time that's happened, but that's how they're able to pull that off. And while you're talking, Nate is petting his dog Casey at home. I'm watching on a video. <laughs> Nate, you have a, uh, it's a black lab, right? Right, black lab. We got her from the Humane Society when she's about six months. She's got a little chow mix in her. She's, uh, she's getting older, but she's... Uh, I mean, she ate, right? She got a little child mixed up where she, where she yeah. ate. She's, uh, she's pretty good with the kids, right? And so I, don't, I don't think that she signed up. I don't know if I like that doctor. pretty good side of that. <laughs> when is she not pretty good with the kids? She's, uh, no, she's been great with the kids, but you know, I don't think that's what she signed up for. There's days when the kids are crazy and she just sits on her bed, right? Like most dogs do. Like, what's going on? Well, Whatever. Yeah. Let me, get remember me the, out of here, Dad. Remember the, Saint, remember the Saint Bernard that used to go pick up the football at Saints games after kickoffs? Oh, yeah. yeah. It was the, the owner of the team, the Benson. late owner of the uh, Tom Benson St. Bernard, but yeah. we digress. Sorry, he, Paul. He liked to drink, and so why not have a St. Bernard pick up the ball during the game? Uh, I'm trying to lead this podcast, but I keep on seeing Nate's dog staring at him like, take me out. I need to pee. Help me out, buddy. <laughs> no, everybody else in the house is asleep, so she, uh, she likes to hang out by me. Oh, okay. All right, the last segment today is New Year's resolutions. I don't know how this is going to go. Who knows? I know my own New Year's resolution is I went and talked with a person. Not to do any more New Year's resolutions? <laughs> okay. No, I, I went to talk to an uh, actual trainer, personal trainer, to actually have a plan to be healthier and fitter. Every year I create my own plan thinking, you know, I know what I'm doing, and every year it fails or I hurt something, and I'm too old to keep on hurting something. I'll run out of things to hurt. So I'm going to go to a personal trainer, and she's going to tell me the right exercises and things like that to do. Um, but in the sport, she's not going to make your hair grow back, though. Paul. Oh, I Sorry. wish, man, that would be great if my hair would grow back too. Um, but this is a time of year. I know Ernest says it's just a construct. You know, it's just a calendar thing. It really is not any big difference. But it's a time of year people get reflective and they start making goals and my daughter likes to pick a word for the year that she focuses on and helps guide some of the planning that she does so uh, i'm just curious if you were looking at the sporting world and you said man 
if this person would do this one thing, if they could make a resolution, what would it be? Um, and so, Ernest Watts, can have you thought anybody about that? Oh, yeah, it's easy. It's Coach Saban. Enjoy it. I mean, have you ever noticed anybody? He's the greatest college football coach of all time. Told you that last year. He's just getting better and better. I mean, they're going to be one of the favorites next year. But you watch the interviews at halftime, which is a waste of time. I don't know why. I don't know why networks. <laughs> I like keep to watch it because he gets you so get ticked nothing off. Nothing out of it. You just—it's—it's it's an uncomfortable situation. It's like it's like a small episode of Curb the Enthu- Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> it's uncomfortable for all parties involved, and they both—they hate it. The 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 coach hates it, and the poor sideline reporter who gets to do nothing all day long but give you medical reports—they hate it too because it's the same co- co- same questions. You know, coach. What'd you see out there in the first <laughs> half? Coach, what adjustments are you going to make in the second half? But, you know, if you, you look at it and he just, he hates it. You oh. see him in the interviews. You see, I mean, Coach Saban, yeah. enjoy it, all right? Well, how do you I think, wish he was more like Spurrier. How do you think he, he enjoys just, his wins? What does he think he does when we don't see that he goes to celebrate? This is a man whose biggest joy in life is an oatmeal cookie, a little Debbie oatmeal Two. cookie. Two. Little Debbie oatmeal cookie. He's not enjoying it. I mean, again, I wish he was like Steve Spurrier. What Spurrier would you do if What would you do if you were a coach and your team won the national championship, Ernest? I'd tell some people to where they could place it. I would enjoy it. I would strut. I would run my mouth. I'd dance <laughs> in midfield. I'd have a good. Nobody time. wants to see that. Not a pretty well, sight. That. that would hurt recruiting, Ernest. I, but you just wish he'd enjoy himself just a little more. I mean, you, you, you Dabo tends to look like he enjoys himself. Yes. Now, your coaching, that's your coach at Notre Dame, I can't see him enjoying himself. No, Brian does but, not. There's some pictures of him dancing in the locker room. He's he's not he's he's come a long way since his first couple of years when he was seen screaming at his quarterbacks on the sideline. He's getting a little better at that. I just wish, like I said, I, for his sake. He's got to win a big game enjoy. to see what he's going to celebrate. Well, that's true. But I, I wish Saban would learn to enjoy himself a bit more. Not look like every question he gets that pain look. I mean, they can. someone probably asked him, what time is it, coach? And he'll give him that pain look. Like he hasn't <laughs> got time for it. I, mean, just, I wish would he enjoy it. He always looks like you're interrupting him, doesn't it? Yeah, like you're beneath him, you're a bother, or life is horrible. He looks like he's oh, got like you said the word. You gotta say it like Barkley. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Okay, all right. Nate, that's the rule. What's your resolution? All right, Ernest. I also have a Nick Saban one. We talked that you were saying something before we started recording, and I thought of one. Nick Saban, go to like Wyoming. Go to like Utah State. Go to a very small college and see what you can do. <laughs> You've done it. You won a national championship at LSU. You've dominated as an Alabama coach. Go to a small school and see if you can do the same thing. I feel like at this point, it's boring. It's probably not a challenge for you anymore. Go to a small school and see if you can do it. You're already the greatest coach. Give yourself a biggest challenge. No one's going to debate. I don't think anybody out there is going to debate that he's the best coach, college football coach. Take take on a huge challenge. Go to like Maine University, right? Take (laughs) take that football team. Go to UConn football. They're terrible. (laughs) Go to one of these small schools and and pick put the big guys on your on your uh, schedule. And and make it make it as a make it as a whack team make it you know any of these I think that I would love to see that I, I think it, you'd have to give him a few years right but that would be just fantastic if he can just be like look it's me I'm the coach I can bring a Wyoming team 
to a he national championship. He, he did this. He went to the Dolphins <laughs> and he picked Dante Culpepper over Breeze. Remember? Right. I'm not saying at the NFL level. No, 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 no. I'm but, talking about. But if you're going to fail spectacularly, let him do it in the NFL. He did it already. I think that was the best thing. I think that humbled him and focused him is when he went to the Dolphins and failed miserably mm-hmm. because he was GM and coach. And again, you can't do both. You can't do jobs. both. No, that's and no he learned that's again because he picked the first again. No one, we, we kind of forget because he's the greatest college football coach of all time. That's a given thing. But I don't think he gets enough slack for taking Dante Culpepper over Drew Brees. That's at the NFL level. I, I don't know. I, you could be a great NFL a college coach and, and be terrible. Look at Rick Pitino, right? He was a good, before all the stuff blew up at Louisville. Yeah, Pete Carroll, he was a good coach, but it, it didn't work. It didn't work at the, uh, the next level. Didn't Pete Carroll go to the NFL twice, though? He came from the it's, NFL to college. Look at Barry Switzer. He won a Super Bowl and a national championship in college so, football also. So you're talking about uh, Pete Carroll. He didn't go to the NFL and then get kicked out or not do well. He lost two jobs, two jobs in the NFL. He got fired by the Jets, 8-8 eight eight record, and he got fired by New England. Then he went, because the big question went was to USC, the right? Mm-hmm. went to SEC, and people were going, why are we getting this retread? Why are we? And then he wins one and a half national championships. Yep. And then he goes, then he to, goes Seattle. to Seattle. Yeah. But he, that was the second stint in the NFL. So maybe Saban could do better in the second, second time <laughs> around. Who knows? No, he's, this is his last job. He's not leaving Bama. So let's no. make I'd, it. A, I'd like to see him. Yeah. I just like to see him take on a bigger challenge. Let's just pick on Saban all the way around. All right. Oh, here we go. Saban, here's your new year's resolution. Go natural, be authentic, be your real self. Right now, Saban dyes his hair reddish Brown and he wears a whole white outfit, like pullovers, you know, running shoes, whatever. He has the look. We know he's dying his hair. Saban, go white in your hair and wear all crimson tie uniform. Get natural, Saban. It's okay. Be yourself. Let your hair down. Get rid of the hairspray. Just be natural, man. So that's it. So that's part of the confusion for another week, if you can believe it already. We had some fun with that. Ernest, your last words? Uh, since... They won't let me talk about the NHL with four new divisions, and they're going to play a mystery Alaska you game. You said nobody cares until the playoffs. Well, that's true. Uh, here's a funny little thing. There's a movie that came out not too many years ago called Grudge Match, which was about two old guys fighting each other. Uh, it was uh, Stallone De Niro. Basically, you had Rocky Balboa facing uh, the, the um, uh, Raging Bull. But they had a little scene at the end after the credits where Kevin Hart, who's the promoter, gets these two old boxers together and tries to get them to fight again in their 50s. And he promised an incentive to one of them that he could be in Hangover 4 if he fought. Those two old boxers were Evander Holyfield and Mike Tyson. And guess who's fighting in six weeks? Yes, you've got it. Holyfield, Tyson, three. It was just four. four (laughs) No ears are safe. (laughs) Yeah, yeah saying, gonna, you know, keep your ears to the keep your ears seen, to the ground to hear about this one. Have you guys seen the meme with Holyfield can't get a mask on during the pandemic, and he says, "Thanks, Mike." <laughs> oh, yeah. nice. All right, Nate, your Sorry, last words. Let me interrupt you. That was that your okay. last words? No, Ernest. It's never Ernest's last words. But are you done for this this recording? Yes. Yes. Okay. 
Um, well, I first want to say congrats to my brother and sister-in-law on the Ooh. birth of their new baby girl. So I am a, a uncle a second time. Very excited. Um, I'm not going to say the name because they haven't posted it yet, but I'm just going to say congratulations to both of them. Both of them are doing well, healthy and everything. So very, very excited. Our household's been very excited uh, once we've learned the news. My wife and I have been really excited. So anyway, that's it for me. Go ahead, Paul. Yeah, that's uh, exciting. You said they're both doing well. That makes me wonder how Mike's doing. The baby and Val are doing fine, but who knows? Mike's how doing Mike... good too. But oh, nobody, okay. nobody, nobody cares, cares about, the about the dad. Yeah, that's, we all know that's true. Um, my last few words are we enjoy having you listen to Pardon the Confusion. We never know what we're going to talk about. And this next year, we'll continue on having fun. If you have any ideas you want to send in, if you want to say, hey, why don't you cover the NHL or give me a hard time, email me at gobluearnold. Yes, I'm still loyal. gobluearnold at gmail.com, and I'll reply. That's how Travis Greer went from our best favorite fan to becoming a co-host. So who knows? You could be a co-host someday as well. You can listen to us on sportscountry.net. And for Nate and what's the other guy's name? Oh, yeah, Ernest. Rob and Brian. Rob. Thank you. Thank you. A shout-out to Rob and Brian, too. And Troubled Dads, our brother podcast. I don't want to say sister podcast, but our sub-podcast, whatever that is. Stepfather. Family. 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 We're all confused. That's part of the whole deal. Part of the confusion. Stepfather. If you didn't have some confusion, you wouldn't know who you're listening to. All right. Have a good night.